0: Hello and you're welcome to this month's book club on Leitrim Daily. My name is Mary Blake and I'm here today with Hilda King. Hi Hilda.
1: Hi Mary, how are you doing?
0: And Orla Kelly from the Reading Room and Carrick and Shannon. Hi Orla. Hi Mary. Today's book that we're going to discuss, actually Orla I'm going to throw it over to you and tell us a little bit about today's book and why you chose it for us.
2: Yeah, today's book is called Um Such a Fun Age and it's by Kylie Reid. It's a debut novel that was published uh actually this time January um last year and it, it got quite a lot of um publicity as did the author though you know there's a lot of media publicity with this. Um I was a I. It was on my it's been on my radar since that time. And then it was long listed uh, for the Booker Prize last year, which can put people off. And I'm well aware of that. But I think it's an interesting premise. What I like about this, what I liked about what attracted me to it was just the idea that there's um there's so much in this. It's it's uh, billed as a bit of a comedy, but I'm not sure if that's what I would call it. Um, of modern America and uh, contemporary America, the overview basically is the starting point is that a young black woman is in um, an upper middle class supermarket in um, America, in Philadelphia, um, with the child that she's minding. And a customer takes exception to the optics. And the optics are, is the babysitter is black, the main protagonist is Amira, and she is with the child that she's minding and the child is white. She alerts the um, security guard and stuff ensues that there's a problem with that and all the while somebody is filming this interaction and um, and i just think that's a um a very interesting starting point of a novel and it goes from there um and that's i suppose all of the reasons why i chose it um, yeah
0: and that is the blurb that we we learn when we google this book or when you told us about it last uh, week or last month and it's it was a good jumping off point, but I'm not sure they jumped off in the right direction.
2: How do you mean, what, what do you is, mean? Like what, what well, what direction did you think it was going to go? Well, and then I what direction it was, did it go?
0: I think it, it became very light in such, in, in, in a potentially um, hefty subject matter.
1: Hilda, what did you think from the
0: start? Yeah. Did you like the start of it?
1: I- I thought it was a great opening. It was very, it had a great impact. We were engaged immediately um, uh, and and it was what the blurb sort of said, you know, straight away you're in there looking at this racist and misogynist event happening. Um, And the story sort of took off there with sort of alternating Amira, the babysitter, with her employer, Alex. Now. Like that, I thought as I went on, I kept sort of waiting for more to evolve from that incident, which was sort of left on the back boiler. Um, And I thought, you know, there was a lot of information about Alex and details about her life and where she was at and where she was thinking. And a lot of um, and and equally a a lot of information about Amira. But it was nearly losing the, for me anyway, it nearly got to the stage that I was nearly irritated with Alex's life. It was so shallow and frivolous and full mm-hmm. of American sort of um, white privileged wealth with parties and, you know, everything shallow anyway. So, until so these maybe... are our
0: two characters. So our two characters are Amira. So Amira is this black girl, black twenty-five-year-old woman who um, is working for Alix, or Alex, mm. as she was formerly called. So these are two female protagonists, really, in the in the book. Um, the world of Alix, Hilda, you mention it as being very superficial, really. Is it?
1: Well. You know, that's what it came across as to me. And obviously the author meant it to come out like that, but I felt um, she, she i felt she overdid it. I, I got the point and And um, as I said, I nearly got irritated because uh, I couldn't, I, I, I felt it was sort of, I felt she was pushing something else, but I couldn't get it what it was. So I didn't know where the book was going. And that, until... Maybe two thirds in, and then suddenly, wham, bang! It picked up. There was great confrontations. There was great pace to the end. Now I felt the end dropped a little bit off again. But um, so, yeah, I was. I thought it was an, um, a very interesting book. It opened my mind to such things as um, fetetization, which I I really hadn't thought much about. I had to pronounce that word very carefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where where um you know it see, it seemed to me that Alex um was trying to um overindulge this babysitter so she could sort of own her and you know she'd be part of her family. I mean things like she was saying um she was physically sick at the thought that Amira would leave her. Now I just couldn't get this. I couldn't understand why uh, somebody would feel so strongly about Um, having a babysitter that meant so much to them I know she thought Amira was great with her daughter she was what she called a steel in other words she was she had a degree and she had uh, high uh, typing words per minute which would have suited her and it took her off the hook as um, being a mom and she was great with her daughter so for all those reasons I could see why she wanted to keep her
0: Can we keep on Alex, that Mm -hmm. character that Hilda introduced Mm -hmm. us to, Orla? Alex is an interesting character. She's this white, middle-class woman who was living in New York but has recently returned with her two small daughters to Philadelphia, where she grew up. And what did you think of this character, Orla?
2: Well, I think she's actually, I I think she's very interesting and I think she's very real. Um, I think she's very representative of um, an age group, uh, older, younger, but of capitalism, uh, uh, that need, that there have, even the fact of how she made her money is writing letters. I mean, you just, it's like, you, you made your money doing what? It, it seemed like a, a, a an absurd way to actually garner money than to um, how she lived her life through social media, how it was important for her to maintain the fallacy that even though she'd moved out of New York, nobody on uh, her social media or her business aspects knew any of this. I think that's a very real representation of of a generation who live in a certain way and also aren't aware that they're a product of capitalism and the, the idea that all of this freebie, um, the freebie culture that she was involved in as well. And I think that was, I think that was very, uh, a very, honest representation of that world and that idea of um, being able to get things for free or the bottle of wine the incident over the bottle of wine how the value that's placed on things but yet she wouldn't dream necessarily of paying for it and I think that's I thought that was quite interesting and I think that her attachment to Amira It's all about this kind of wokeness, um, of being trendy of, of oh my god, I'm down with everybody. I know I can deal with race. Oh my god, you know, I'm not racist. You know, do do you think she hired um
0: Amira because
2: she was black? I don't know I I don't ever felt that that came out in the character at all I didn't I didn't think Alex Alex was quite um of of that vein but I think when when some when an event happens that um that this happened in their lives where, you know, they had to deal with it. And and then also the incident with her husband on the on the local television station. It it comes to your door and how real it is. And one of the reasons why I actually didn't mind that instant, I wasn't bothered about that incident in terms of not reappearing until later on in the novel, is that I actually think it's really interesting because that's I mean, I'm I'm very conscious too that I'm a white woman in a white in a white community talking about um an inst- you know, a black Black racist um, issues, but um, I I felt that it was, that this is something that happens quite often to Black people, um, routinely and casually. And I thought she explained that really well and how Amira reacted to that. And then Alex's overreaction to that, that need to make it okay was part of all of that complicated awfulness that that sort of drives people mad, and how and the othering, you know, you must approve of me, you know, that was really needy, and I thought that was very representative of the of the culture and of the of the lifestyle that Alex lived when she was younger, and then the where she moved into New York and that trendy midset.
0: So yes, so that as I would see it, that incident that we open with in the book of um, Amira and her friend. Amira and her friend were at a nightclub having a few drinks. They get a call, there's a bit of an emergency. Can you come over and mind the kid? So these two girls are are a little bit tipsy. They are minding this child, who's a a different color to them. So clearly not their, their biological child and they are minding this child in a public place and a well-meaning passerby uh, uh, thinks this looks suspicious. And these are some of the microaggressions that I suppose that we would see within um, treading that line of, is this is this something um, that has to be reported or am I racist? I think now um, people fear being called racist above anything else. I mean, it's a, it's a terrible fear. Maybe it's that, as you say, the woke culture and the, you know, the need not to appear racist that has made Alex so concerned. She's so horrified to think, oh, my God, I'm like, is this like the help, you know, and how do I show that I am not that person? So I think she goes to exhausting lengths to show that she's not that person. Hilda, then Amira. Who is the nanny or the the childminder? What do you think of her social group and her life outside her work?
1: I thought she was a very true character. You know, you could feel there was a steadfastness right through the book. Um, when um, Alex hired her, I just had looked back over that. Uh, she actually had no photograph on her site. So she didn't know when she hired her um, that she was black. And she sort of, the author immediately sort of said, oh, when she opened the door, Alex covered it so well, you know, just, oh, and all that. But um, yeah, she was uh, she was at a point in her life where she had finished college. She had still was doing transcription typing and babysitting. And that was her main way of having an income, which. We're told was not enough to survive on, really, in in America, and she needed to get onto the health system. Again, you're seeing the divide between wealthy and poor, and what, uh, how much you have to earn to to even be on on the the health system. So she was she was very she really loved working for Alex and Breyer or minding Breyer. But she also had this whole thing going on that she wasn't where she wanted to be in her adult life. It was her friends, her three friends had all moved on from college, all got decent jobs and were able to survive pretty well. They had vacations that were paid for. She didn't. Uh, they had health health um, health uh, systems that uh, backed them up. She was still on her parents one. Um now what surprised me again was that, you know, despite all that was Alex was going on with, Amira didn't really react to any of it. She was sort of solid in herself and that she just didn't feel all these things that uh, we were told through the narrator uh, um, in the book. Um, right through to even, yeah, and the 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 going out with her friends, I thought they were great descriptions, the scenes, the nightclub scenes, very real. Um, you were very, you know, in there with, um, there's their talk on that. Now Some of the um, Americanisms, I call them, I really was lost. I didn't understand some of them. And I felt that um, made me understand the book a bit less, you know, that I felt I missed out on some of them. Um, the relationship with Kelly seemed to evolve very nicely. Uh, that's the guy that filmed her and evolved into a, into a relationship. And for most of the book, we, we, you, you feel Kelly is genuine. So I don't know. Um, it was only really at the end that I felt Amira showed her solidness and her character came out to be she knew what she wanted, which she found to be an extremely difficult choice because she's had this big relationship with the child, uh, Alex's child and um, and torn between taking another job on that. But, yeah, I think she held through the whole way for me.
0: What did you think or left the relationship between Kelly and uh, Amira
2: um yeah I mean i I, I thought it was a- again representative of 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 youth of 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 it it felt like a natural progression in a way i I thought it was quite interesting you could see it um evolve um without going into too many um of a, a, a spoiler or anything like that but i actually yeah i thought that it was a, it was a natural okay relationship yeah i thought he was Mm-mm. he was a bit of a power broker again i think it showed up what, what hilda was saying about um Amira's personality, it it, there's a there was a calmness to her. Like all of this uncertainty was happening and within her life, um, she was coming off the health insurance from her parents. Money was an issue, Mm -hmm. ambition, jobs. You know, all of her friends were doing very well, but she didn't know what direction she was going in. And I think he kind of fed into that because you never got the full sense that she was fully, I didn't anyway. That she was fully committed to him. She enjoyed it. The relationship was good, but she was. I think she was watchful. I, that would be my sense of it. And then I suppose because we finished the novel and knowing what we know about Kelly now, um, it 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 sort of lends that little bit of oh, there's a sting to him. I think to be honest, mm. and I think that was um again it's it it comes into perspective. And I thought she told this story really well. Was the uh, when alex is recounting the story of her um school schoolboy or the the crush that she had in school and what that incident that happened where the kids came over to the house when she and how she related all of that i think that was a really well told story and obviously um when you hear it from her perspective and then you hear it from his perspective i think that was really well done and then you start to distrust characters and that's what, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that I thought that was very interesting. I thought as well, the idea, Emira's character, even though it really was all it was her story, still she seemed to be a very um mild presence. And on all this hysteria happened around with all these white saviors coming in to, to make life better and to improve her, you know, she kind of bobbed along and rolled with the punches and kind of went with it a little bit, you know, whereas she knew
2: her, but she knew her she knew herself very well, I thought, because she was very she was adamant that that video wouldn't go up. She was you know, calm about it. She was aware that these things happen. She wanted to actually say, "Look, you know, this is how I deal with my life and i th- I thought that was a uh, very representative of of a of a very of a strong and a different a calm personality. She wasn't on social media. she didn't want to be engaging with that. It showed a you know that kind of person that when she was actually pushed to the wall at the very like she takes a lot and then at the end she just went right no more and I think that was um I think that she she was a very finely drawn and well-drawn character we have this misconception that you must be ambitious you must be on social media you must be you must have a fabulous relationship you must blah 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 and I, I thought it was actually nice to hear somebody who's just well she's middle of the road yeah, a lovely and even, a nice one, but middle of the road.
0: And even when she um gets an opportunity in a job to to you know, when her boss says, Oh, nobody ever lasts because they always look for the next job, um, she kind of goes, But I'm I'm okay here. And and it is okay to be okay. You we don't always have to be yeah. clambering over people to um achieve better things or a bigger salary but as Hilda said I thought it was interesting that at the age of 25 this character she is of her parents um health benefits he- health insurance and it is a reason why people at that age in America really have to take up a job they may not like. They really have to earn serious money. I mean, it, it was interesting. They didn't make a big deal about it, but it was interesting from us non-Americans to to really observe that, that their health system is so dependent on insurance. I thought the backgrounds, Amira's background, um, the housekeeper's background, or the uh, childminder's background, was not really developed. If she was a 25-year-old girl, she didn't just land in this world, in this T- time of this book i i I would have been interested to know more about her family situation. did I miss that or did that not happen they,
1: they did they did give a bit um which uh, was sort of lost as you went on in the book. It was referred to all right, where her parents were um uh, i can't remember the name of the place they lived, but there was a lot of deaf people in the in the area and she learned the sign language as a result of that and that helped her uh, with the transcription and she got very um, competent at transcription uh, when people wanted their lectures uh, transferred over and all that. Um, And she did have some siblings on that but she was the only one I think went to college that I remember Mm. so that that's yeah and and she did she didn't want to share the incident with them when it happened she didn't want to her parents to know but it was very typical mid-20s left college I'm independent Um, she didn't want them to know she didn't want them to be dependent on them and she was really that was her ambition to get enough money so that she could have her own health benefits and you know she was an adult she wanted an adult life very desperately Mm. she she wanted. was
0: Alix's family background was kind of interesting. There was some weird inheritance or they sued some undertaker. or So so they kind of came in. They were nouveau riche. They kind of splashed their money around. And um, maybe that didn't sit comfortably on her either. So I thought that I was more interested in those little backstories than I was actually in the story, to be honest. I was kind of looking to get, I thought there was more meat there that I found those two worlds because we had the kind of sex in the city world in New York and then we had this um, young uh, party people in in Philadelphia. Neither world, which I would have, um, you know, any huge interest in, to be honest. I didn't find very interesting worlds for me to oversee. But, um, yeah, I thought it was full of well-meaning people who probably should have just... Kept
2: back a little bit. You didn't feel it gave you an insight into um, sort of that kind of the the culture of either racism or the social class um of America, or I suppose in in the sense that it showed
0: me that it is that death by a thousand cuts kind of racism. It's not the you know it's not those huge issues. It's this small every day comments little things like the fact that Alix was so proud of herself to have so many black people at her thanksgiving dinner like she's kind of going oh this is kind of cool because I have these you know one two counting up how many black people she had at her thanksgiving dinner so I suppose it did show that but yeah I I wasn't mad about the book to be honest with you I wasn't I I didn't love it at all you know I didn't I, I wasn't what did you think yourselves Orla?
2: I thought it was young. I thought it was very representative. I was engaged. I really was. I was engaged with it. I liked that um, that change in perspective. I thought um, she moved quite seamlessly between um, the young Amira and this sort of strange character who's nearly like some hybrid of, of the modern world of Alex. And it's money, you know, it's all of that kind of funny um, connections. I, I thought that was really, really interesting. I thought she I thought she got that really well. I liked Amira very much as a character. I thought she was really um understated and strong in that kind of in that kind of. I suppose you know, okay-ish type of a way, and and I like that. And I thought it showed up a mirror to to racism and to class wars and how people are probably trying too hard. And we make we make so many mistakes by just, as you said, death by it. When you watch out, this happens to people all the time, and then you're overcompensating for your for this. All of those cuts. I just thought it was so nicely nuanced, and I thought the relationships were very clever. Um. And mixed up. And and that's life. That's how it goes. That's how yeah. people are. And the overcomplicated things that are are and, not there. And, and Alix wasn't a bad person. Not at all. No. You know, she she was,
0: was just she was well meaning and daft. You know, what did you think, Hilda, overall?
1: Yeah, well, if the book was trying to portray Alex as um uh, you know, um a, a wealthy middle class um almost, uh, feather brain sounds wrong, but <laughs> she was so full of her own self-aggrandizement, it certainly came across to such an extent, as I say, that it ne- nearly irritated me. Um, so that point of the book was 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 well developed and maybe overdeveloped because um, jolly conversations even with her friends, you know, um, oh, the goldfish has died, will I, she texts her friends, I need an urgent meeting, will I ask Amira by a goldfish like I thought <laughs> what you know what's life about like if you have to text your friends to find out you know you're a married woman with two children you know things like that I just thought where is this going you know um, and did you which, think you know, that
0: climax at the at the climax um, with the film crew do you think that was credible at all
1: Um, I liked it up to the point where Zara, her friend, overheard mm. Alex's friend saying, this is going to be 100% in, you know about you and it'll mm. promote your book. Um, when um, Z- uh, Z- um, Amira came down and did her bit, uh, I thought all that was credible, right up to the bit where she left and she asked uh, her friend to make a show to distract them while she said goodbye to Briar. I thought that was a little bit I, I just yeah I mean I can actually f- follow on that was another little gripe I had I thought there was too much of her interaction with Briar uh the, the child was a two-year-old and a little bit is fine but not a whole page of you know inter, inter uh, dialogue between yeah. you know it's not it just doesn't grab me I love children yeah. and everything else, but I just didn't see the whole point of that. And then at the very end, Amira's last words are something like, um, Alex, you've got to like your child, otherwise she's going to see that you don't. You've got to pretend to like your and I thought, where did that come from? You know, I you know, those bits like that I thought were clunky. They were just sort mm. of I think the author was probably over ambitious to get a lot into this book and mm. um it's possibly some of it just hung there rather than being developed more. You know that 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 was the way it was for me. I certainly came away with uh, the whole scene of uh, wealthy white privilege and how um, they can impose their whole idea on 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 a, a black person and you know you're mine and wear my uniform and it's so cute this tradition sort of thing. You know I could see all that, but I would have liked it maybe. For me, I would have liked it more sculpted. I think American American audience or American readers might read that um, much better than I, a middle class Irish person, white could, could read it. You know, like there was other things like um, a, a never a an He wore a Everline jumper or whatever. I thought, what what is a Neverlean jumper? You know, and then I looked it up, and it's actually a, a high class, uh, well a qu- high quality brand. Uh, i sorry, a high quality um, jumper that has no brand. And, you know, things like But this would mean something to Americans. And uh, she, she was somebody who'd watched what was it, the Ellen show or something. Mm. What's the Ellen show, you know? Mm. So th- they lost me on those things. And that yeah. sort of irritated me. I, you know, I just felt. But well, I think I'd if
0: like- they try to make it too generic, they lose something too. I, I sometimes, because um I'm reading a book now. Uh, the girl with the louding voice. It's a n- book set in Nigeria, and there's things that I know I'm not getting, but I'm ge- I'm I'm glad they're there because they're washing over me, and it is not my it is not my world. It doesn't have to be my word, but and I don't have to get it all. But
1: um, yeah, I get that, Mary. But I think uh, context is one thing, but when you use brand names like Everlane or Timberlands. Or, or you know op-ed and things like that then then you're yours or the ellen show whatever she was said then you're assuming that the, or either that or she should have put in a little um dictionary that, you know this is but i get what you mean no i i think like tony Morrison, other black writers they use context and you get it you don't have to know uh exactly what that is but you know yeah. using uh, that those things sort of I yeah think it was literally changes pro- me
0: it was nearly product placement at that stage. Um, Orla, have you anything to come in or what Hilda was saying?
2: No, I I mean I agree. I have to say when I I didn't notice it so much in this book, interestingly, but I do find that that does annoy me in 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 writing if there's too many um modern cultural references that are I, I would consider easy fade away, like the Ellen show that in ten years' time are even Americans going to remember? You know that. So I do agree with you. That is um that is quite annoying. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, but uh, and I
0: think. The thing about the uniform, I I, I like the way she put in little things that nearly tripped Alex up. I mean, the uniform was never meant to be a uniform. It's just something that began to happen. It was just her, her the, those sweatshirts were there just pulling on you if you want to save your clothes from getting messed up. And the next thing, um, Alex was looking at this thinking, I have this black childminder nanny who comes to my house. And where puts on a uniform with my name on it, you know. So I suppose again it's the optics of it. It's it was never intended, and I think with, the, with race in America and all we have seen this year, last year with uh, Black Lives Matter and all the important work that you wonder will it ever be done. It is interesting to see those little subtleties where somebody who has gone out of their way not to be racist and to have a, have black friends in their in their um, company uh, are doing those very things are inadvertently you know that those little microaggressions are there mm-hmm. and you know
1: that's why i thought the book was actually very very subtle but for somebody as i say like me it was too subtle you know it was so subtle that that she, alex seemed to be very nice to her babysitter and doing all the right things but when, well, we'd say when Kelly, the boyfriend sort of took out the things she was doing, oh, so you're wearing her T-shirt every day and whose name is on it? Her name, you know, and all this. And uh, you don't even know it's her. But, you know, he pointed out so many things. So, you know, you you only see then how, uh, what's the word, sort of ingratiating the whole thing is and how, you know, that it's all very subtle. But uh, it's a power trick at the same time. very
0: interesting. How we learned to know that Kelly had, you know, ha- most of his friends were black. Most of his ex girlfriends were black. There was that Kelly was a white man, and and wh- what does that mean? We 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 don't really know what that means here, but uh, you know, they're talking about you know, fetishness and and things that were that we didn't see and that Amira didn't see the character. But when it was pointed out to her that this white boyfriend of yours always has a black girlfriend, you know, she wasn't, she was uncomfortable with that. So I'm aware that here we are three white women talking about this in, you know, in County Leitrim, you know, it's a word that maybe we don't understand and we should make an effort to and yeah, I don't know if this is the book to do it for me though.
2: It's probably not, it's not, I I don't think it's poised as that, you know, as the educational kind of fight. I think it is the subtleties and the nuance and how it, it happens all the time, so easy. And there's this woke culture that, as you say, like, here's Kelly, the white man pointing out to the black woman of all these things that are happening to her are being done on her by her white employer. And you're thinking, hmm, you know, again, there, there, that raises the question for, I, I think, from Amira's mind, well, I'm not having a problem with it. It's a jumper I'm wearing, you know. So there's all of those layers upon layers, as you say, and oh, we can't. And Kelly as a character in terms of his his preference for always and only associating with black people, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand that either. um it it's something I suppose that you'd have to really yeah. analyze and the character within, but I think it was a book for me that I just thought it was representative of um a, a time the time of America now and but it's particularly a cultural thing and it's very rich, kind of privileged um America. In, in terms of their attitudes to race and, and youth. And I, again, I, you know, that kind of capitalist culture runs through it. And that I think that came out with Alex a lot as how does she cope with life when, you know, she's really just a construct. And I, I think that's quite, um, I think that's quite an interesting thing. But it is, it was a, it was, I suppose, a light book. While I said at the start that I wouldn't think it was a comedy. It was certainly a lighter book, mm. but a dip of the toe in it. Mm.
1: I have to say, I have to say, despite all I did say, I found it very interesting and I liked the theme. I I feel more informed because of reading it, which I think is a good thing. And I think it was a very interesting book, very different book from what we've been reading indeed. <laughs> but yeah, no, I yeah. thought overall it was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very good.
0: Um, And and we didn't talk about Alix's Friends in New York. I mean, they were straight out of Sex in the City, weren't they? They. Yes. Oh, but they they were good friends and they were you know they were a solid bunch of friends and they could ring each other and um moan and complain about about things but um yeah superficial enough you know the world they
2: lived in but very representative again, as you say, they were good friends. I mean, you know, certainly I can have a tendency with, with the characters and books to just to discard them because they're either a certain class or there's a certain privilege or they're having and and that's why I quite, that's why I liked this book because I think she made even their vacuousness human. You know that you know sitting down having that glass of wine, telling each other those stories. You know, you they're they're less. Um, empty vessels there is something there that um, um, that you can empathize with a little bit and that's why I I liked it in in that way because I think she she describes that well to them she humanizes them and
0: so contemporary with Alex's husband being an anchor on a local tv station in Philadelphia and um, all the social media stuff and the fact, as you said at the beginning, Orla, that um, Alix's career is um, kind of uh, is something she invented from writing letters and probably blogging and Instagramming and all that, that world unusual that the younger character, Amira, 25, didn't have an Instagram account. And, but maybe they had to have those things to make everything uh, fit in. And there are coincidences happening. You know, there's a few clunky coincidences there with Kelly. Isn't there? Yes. But you know, we, we got it had to it, it had to happen somehow, but I felt that was a little bit clunky. Hilda.
1: Yeah, I, I ha- again I have to bring up about the end of the book um where I thought maybe she should have finished it where Amira sort of walked off into the sunset with her new job. Um when she went back then and told the, the author went back and told us that this letter that Kelly uh, she had written to Kelly and had ruined her life well ruined her high school life had never been sent he'd never seen it I mean Mm. it sort of said I thought oh god the whole book was based on this um and and, and she actually knew that she knew that she knew that and and again it added to the that's why I think she put in too much it added to the whole personality of Alex who was this person that wanted to live with this pretension or falsehood, that he had uh, wronged her hugely by giving this letter to a friend and then the the, the party thing happened. Um, so I just thought, oh, God, this is like the beginning of another book, not the end of this book. But I just mm. felt it undermined the book in a way because we all lived with that right through the book uh, that mm. she had been. Uh, that he, well, we weren't sure, I suppose, actually. Kelly denied it, um, but this was her story to her friends which she told with great um, enthusiasm and gusto that this is what happened. So I just don't know about that ending. And the other little quirk I have is that she went out with the quote that Kelly had said to her, to Alex when he was breaking up with her, Amira says it to um, Alex when she leaves, that our paths may, won't ever, never hopefully never again. connect or something. I thought, oh please, <laughs> I thought you could leave that. I just, yeah thought that was clunky yeah 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 but interesting I, I, that for, ending really
0: something interesting for her first book by this young writer um is she writing anything else have we heard anything else from her orla
2: yeah she, she's currently writing her second novel at the moment yeah, yeah. and she's it, uh, writing blogs uh, and writes for um a new york paper i believe so
0: so this has been gobbled up. Ah, uh, America loves it. It's it's been really popular, and it was Reese Witherspoon's book of the month. I didn't know there was such a thing, but just from looking it up, so I I, I get that it's um that it's a really important book in America, in modern America now. So hats off to her. I wouldn't be mad about it personally, but um. I guess I'm not I mightn't be the target audience anyway but yeah so good so thank you for that choice of book anything else to say in that book before we go on to just chat quickly about a few other books
1: I, I did think it was very, very well structured you could see you know there was four parts there was a hook at the end of each part which was it's very readable and yeah it's it was it was interesting it yes. was interesting
2: I um I I I've talked to a few people that would have read it younger people now younger than all us young people here <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh in their twenties and uh it it's kind of split between uh liking and disliking it because I kind of thought that's the, the as you say that maybe possibly the target market is younger than us yeah. um, um and yes yeah, split somebody was very emphatic that this is not representative of young people at all no no no. Very interesting that, but I, for mm-hmm. me, I, I, I think it worked on a lot of levels. It was, it was a light, accessible read, and I think there was some heavy issues dealt with. Yeah, some clunky, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and those coincidences were just, <clears throat> you know, yeah. up there, pushed, up there with the yeah. secret scripture, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And God I
0: don't it. know. I don't know. Like, I can understand how young people might be a little bit like, excuse me, this is not how we behave. This is not how we. Uh, talk to each other and high five girlfriend and dance and shake our booties in the in the in the in the shop when we're out with a child you know i don't know i don't know you could ask me 30 years ago maybe i'd have said yeah this is exactly what i did but um for now no and so that's uh, (laughs) our our choice what a fun such a fun age by kylie reed reading anything else at the moment Orla?
2: i have to interrupt you though for one second mary i noticed you didn't ask us to rate this book (laughs) you
0: you know something Orla I was thinking last week you were talking and we can uh, listeners we can all see each other here in a little square and every time I say Mark's out of five I can see Orla Kelly's shoulders going up to her ears and she hates it and I was listening to a webinar with Una Mannion recently and um, talking about her brilliant new book that's gotten such good praise you know and people were talking about you know you can easily go on Goodreads and say, this was the worst book I read in my life. And it's so easy for us. And you yeah. you have to realize the work that people put into this. And who the hell am I? I never wrote anything in my life, you know, to to, to just say, oh, no, it's a one out of five for me. But if you guys want to mark it? No. <laughs> no,
2: no. I never no. want to mark no. them. No. I know.
0: Well, let's make that our new rule. We, who are we? It's just our point of view. But. I wouldn't have been mad about this book, personally. But um, so I just didn't want to put it into stars. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, that's fair enough. Look, it's, it's it's a difficult one, as you say. But you know, very
0: hard. Orla, it's very easy to give a book five out of five. If I think a book is five out of five, I mark it. You know, I really love to declare that, but I just feel a bit kind of um, mean other, otherwise. What's coming out now? Any Leitrim books coming out, Orla? or what are um,
2: you reading well what i what i was reading uh this this january actually was um i read all the ragnar well the the trilogy of ragnar johansson and i don't tend to read crime um but i was in a bit of a i think i might have said a re- reading slump and i just picked up uh one of his and it just it flew they're dark mm-hmm. um they're they are dark And I actually read the second one first by accident. And I'm glad I did, because when I went back to do the first one, I was glad um, that I had uh, got the sequence um, wrong. But they're dark, but they're flawed. You know, I don't read crime books at all, but I was thinking, oh, God's sake, the the detective is rubbish um, (laughs) here. But still, at the same time, Iceland is such a fabulous character within it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, And it was a great way to just relax into reading and get back into it. And I'm currently reading, actually, the aforementioned um, Unia Manion's Crooked Tree. And, uh, yeah. yeah, um it's yeah it's it's shaping up really lovely she's a lovely she's a she has a lovely style that just beckons you right into her oh it's it's very well done yeah really liking it
0: i'm dying to get stuck into that one too that that it sounds brilliant and you know you'd be really plugging her plugging for her she's a local woman and she's it's her first book and it's great to see it so well regarded so that's uh, it's fantastic. fabulous
2: and there's like there's a lot coming out in in terms of that so there's loads like there's a a biography by uh carrie need doherty she's from Derry, and she's writing about nature but also it's a memoir as well and then also from sligo um i don't know if you've heard of her, louise kennedy she's um a chef and she's bringing out her first um collection of short stories in april so there's there's quite a bit coming but it's at a different pace obviously now and kevin and McManus who normally contributes with us here he published um, another book of poetry yesterday which was the first of February so yeah it's prolific and Colleen McCarthy is bringing out her second book she brought out her first book that she wrote during lockdown one and she's had a few other lockdowns to bring out another one so she's bringing out another one Um, should be with me this week I think hopefully somebody's going to drop it in so yeah.
0: Fantastic so you're still uh, sending books out posting books or are you?
2: Absolutely, I'm posting. I'm delivering. I've been on highways and byways of the Luton roads, and um, no places that I never knew existed. It's nice, wow. it's nice to just go around. But yeah, yeah, brilliant.
0: So you're you're so anybody can just ring you up and place an order, and they'll have it in a few days. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I'm reading the girl with the loud voice. I mentioned it there. Who's book? Abi Abby Dare, a Nigerian writer. Mm-hmm and it's absolutely fantastic it's written in pidgin english and so you need to get your head a little bit into the rhythm of it but it's fantastic oh she's a beautiful character it's about a 14 year old nigerian girl who is from a very poor situation and um how what happens in her life and it's It's so funny and it's sad and it has absolutely everything. I would recommend it to anybody, the girl with the louding voice. So that's really kept me kept me going over the last few days. So Great. good job, guys. All we have to do now is find out what's our homework for next month.
2: Or <laughs> I don't call it that, Mary. And <laughs> um, the book that I've chosen this time, its a, we're back to an Irish writer. And it's Donor Ryan and his new publication, just published there in September last year, called Strange Flower. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'll just read you the, the um, just a blurb of it. Uh, Donald Ryan, as you probably know, is, has published quite a few. He's long listed. he's a Nina writer and he's the creative, he teaches creative writing in University, in UL, University of Limerick. He's been uh, long-listed, short as well for the Booker Prize and has won the Irish Book Awards um, Novel of the Year. So, you know, The Spinning Heart and um he's got uh, the thing about September, all we should know and from a low and quiet sea. So this is his uh, most recent one. And I'll just read you just from the back of it. This is the extraordinary story of a family devastated by a sudden disappearance and transformed by a miraculous return. In 1973, 23, sorry, 20 year old Mal Gladney takes a morning bus from her rural home and disappears. Bewildered and distraught, Paddy and Kit must confront an unbearable prospect that they will never see their daughter again. Five years later, Mal returns. What and who she brings with her will change the course of her family's life forever. So intriguing, unusual, set in the seventies.
0: Set in Ireland. He writes pretty much in Set his in own Ireland. T- rural Ireland setting, doesn't he?
2: Yes, yeah. he does. Have you have you read it? Have either of you read it?
0: No, No, not that one. No, not have again. you held No. no. Okay, not that that's one, not that's no, a I've good.
1: read yeah, his previous one.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. So that'll be interesting to read uh, Donald Ryan's Strange Flower. Um, so us three strange flowers will love you and leave you for, for uh, this month. Thank you for listening. Anything else? Are we ready to wrap up, girls? Yep, yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. Good to go. Over to and go. out.
0: Thank you very much for listening.